0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. The DCC podcast deals with current topics and events that are shaping our society, the world of education, and the local church. I'm your host, Scott Spees, Director of Advancement here at the college, and we're kicking off a new series of podcasts highlighting the ministries of DCC alumni, and we've titled this series, Where Are They Now? And so joining us today for this Initial episode is uh, Jared Milam. He is a uh, 2010 graduate of DCC and is going to be sharing his ministry experience uh, that that he's had these last 10, 11 years uh, since his graduation. Uh, Jared graduated with a Bachelor of Science in Ministry and Leadership, and he went on to marry uh, another DCC grad, 2010 graduate, Kelly Schutz. Kelly was a worship arts student during her time at DCC, and they have both been very involved in ministry since the time they left the college. They currently live in Louisville, Texas, and have three kids, Bella, Nathan, and Ben. And Jared, we're glad to have you today.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: So uh, facilitating today's discussion is the voice of the DCC Leadership Podcast, also a DCC graduate, Mr. Mark Worley. And Mark, I'm going to turn it over to you so we can get this discussion going with Jared Milam.
2: Yeah, thanks, Scott. i tell you, Jared, I'm really glad you're here because I, you know what? Uh, I just love to hear the stories of people. In fact, uh, Paul says in Romans 1, you know, that he, he can't wait to get there to hear their testimonies. Yep. And and I can remember with my kids when we were traveling a lot uh, during the summers, my kids would always listen to, I guess it was focus on the family uh, their, some of their stories and just listening to missionaries and different ones of what they were doing. So I'm looking forward to this. I think this would be a fun uh, series, Scott. Oh, I do too. Dealing with, Hey, wh- what's going on? Because there's a lot of cool stuff that's happening out there that people don't even hardly know about.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: So I I know I've uh, followed your uh, story, Jared, for a while. I mean, I know that you were in uh, youth ministry and the located uh church uh also preaching ministry for a while and so now you're doing a very unique ministry uh that i'm i'm pretty interested in i've heard about it we've had some dcc alums and and actually some students who have uh done kind of like apartment uh church planting and so how, how is that different um how is that different from located church ministry how is this different
1: so When you're talking about church planting in an apartment community, um, it's not planting a church for like the greater community to all drive to and park their cars at the apartment community. It's it's specifically targeting the people within usually the walls or the gates of the apartment community. Mm -hmm. So apartment communities have their own subcultures. Uh, They are typically more closed off to outsiders coming in. They, uh, you know, there's an access code or you have to have a clicker button to open the gate to get in there. And also people know if you're not from there. Uh, I mean, when you come and you swim at their pool and, and you're not from there, you're going to get some sideways looks <laughs> from people. If you're playing on the playground and you're not from there, you're going to get some sideways looks from, from some people saying, I don't recognize them. Why are they here? But on top of that, apartment <laughs> communities provide amenities for the people that live on property. That means they don't have to leave their property is often. So they have gymnasiums or gyms for, for working out. They've got playgrounds for the kids, swimming pools, dog parks, car washing stations, laundromats, you name it. Hot tubs. Uh, hot tubs, <laughs> short. Uh, I mean, and some of them have basketball court. We have a basketball court at ours and and people from the community come and play on it and trash it. And it makes us upset Uh-oh. because that's our basketball court. Don't trash our court. And it's, it's its own subculture, and it's, it's closed off to the surrounding community outside of going to work in the grocery store, and it makes it difficult to make inroads as a local church to those communities if you don't live there. And so what, what we're doing is we're wanting to plant churches in apartment communities for the sole focus of reaching the people within the walls of that community. And you're talking, I think the average apartment community, at least in the DFW area, has about 300 units. And if you're averaging about three people a unit, that's 900 to 1,000 people, uh, just within a not even a square mile, maybe, depending on how big it is. So I uh,
2: imagine—so it's almost like a house church, really.
1: It is. It's like a house church. Um, That's probably how it would have to start. But fortunately, a lot of communities have— community centers that you can rent out if you live on property, that kind of thing. So there's opportunity for, if you needed a bigger space, you could. But yeah, technically house church movement is is what we're talking about.
2: So I would imagine, uh, I mean, is the the ministry itself, is it like fairly similar to uh, a church outreach? Or, I mean, is it a whole different breed of cat?
1: So uh, when you say church outreach, do you mean like a church planting organization? Yeah, or,
2: or or even when you were in located church ministry, I mean, you dealt with a lot mm, of issues, uh, family issues, things like that. Is it is it much different? N-
1: no, I mean, it's going to be a local church. Um, the difference is going to be obviously you don't have a building, um, and you're not going to have a staff. This is going to be volu- This is going to be volunteer leaders uh, oh. that God has gifted um, with ministry gifts, uh, whether that's teaching or shepherding or evangelism or whatever the case may be. People who have recognized that, and, and we want to help recognize that in other people and teach them and train them how to grow in the gifts that God has given them and, so, and do this.
2: So, I mean, you, you really, I mean, you, you got a Bachelor of Science in Ministry and Leadership, so mm-hmm. you're really using that degree pretty heavily. Yeah, right. yeah,
1: trying to. <laughs> um, try, Trying to, to work on the, the the leadership stuff that I learned here, but then also... You know, in my years in ministry, yeah, uh, in youth ministry and in senior ministry, um, to learn how to identify people that that have those gifts and well, cultivate yeah, that. Okay,
2: there's all kinds of questions sure. uh, just <laughs> swirling around in my head, and we have limited time, so uh, let, let me get. Where did this idea uh, of apartment church planting begin? Where Where did this come from?
1: So. Uh, my wife, Kelly, and I, who wishes she could be here today, but she has jury duty. Um, we were youth ministers for five years at a church in Fort Worth, and our last couple of years there, we joined uh, partnered with an organization uh, that shall remain nameless because they're doing ministry in in closed places and incognito w- incognito and would yeah. like it to stay that way. But this ministry is is fairly large. It's across the nation. And what they do is they place teams in apartment communities, uh, usually married couples, but sometimes it could be room, roommates. Um, and they put on events for the community, just like summer barbecues and uh, pizza at the gate or swim swim parties, pool parties, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, they put on events every month for the community to help build a sense of community. The apartment community pays for them to actually be there because it helps them retain uh, the people mm-hmm. that live there, if it's your community, you're less likely to move out mm-hmm. and it costs so much money to flip an apartment that it's easier to keep those people. It's cheaper to keep those people and have them resign their lease. so they use that those events to help build community and connect with people for the specific purpose of sharing the gospel so
2: so they pay your rent
1: uh the a portion of it yeah, they pay a portion of of your rent. you get a very nice discount on rent and that's great. Uh, but that's not the purpose that you're there, although sure, I think sure. some people probably <laughs> that's well, their well, initial but it, reason. But
2: it, but it certainly helps you. It does.
1: It does help. And so so my wife and I became a team, um, and we signed like a two-year contract with them uh, uh, to be a team at this property in Fort Worth for two years And while I was a youth pastor. And the ministry that we worked with, and um, the goal was to connect people to local churches, um, to share the gospel, but then, you know, hey, let, can I connect you with my church, right? They always made sure that you're not too far from the church that you attend. Um, or, or can I connect you to a different church? I, I don't care what church, just as long as you go to church. We want That's what we want. Go to church, get discipled, right? And a lot of times it felt like almost like a bait and switch um, for us when we were there. Um, we didn't see the people... In our in our apartment community, as as our friends, as as people to actually build real relationships with, they were simply targets of what we were doing. Right? That doesn't mean we didn't care.
2: No, that's an interesting view.
1: Yeah. Yeah. and it honestly, it took us... So we were a team there for two years. We shared the gospel. We, we didn't see a ton of fruit, and we didn't build a lot of relationships with people because our goal was mostly... Well, one, I, I was doing two ministries. I'm trying to do this apartment ministry, and I'm doing youth ministry, and it, it that's difficult. Um, but also, it was it was the mind, mindset. So we went down to Houston. I, I became a senior minister. That didn't really work out very well. Um, we came back to the DFW area, and... Uh, I said, let's look at being a team again, right? We were interested in church planting. Um, I had taken some church planting courses, trying to replant a dying church down in Houston. And so we called the organization and said, hey, we want to come back. And they said, oh my gosh, this is amazing timing. We have the exact same property you guys just left. Oh, the wow. team that took over from you guys can't finish. <clears throat> mm. They're done early. Can you move in next month? We said, "Uh, yeah, we can totally do that. Yeah. And a very rare opportunity to get to go back to the exact same mission field and do what we did, but do it differently. So this time Kelly and I prayed about it and we said, these people are going to be our people, right? Uh, Beforehand, our people were like the people in our small group, the people at our church. And if you wanted to come along for the ride with us, you could, but we decided this time around when we celebrate the 4th of July, the people that we invite over to our apartment for a barbecue are the people in the community that we've connected with the people that we invite over for Cinco de Mayo taco parties, right? <laughs> that we invite over for our kids' birthday parties or for Christmas parties are going to, doesn't mean we don't include other people that we know or family members, but by and large, we are going to do life in and amongst these people.
2: So, so there, there was one of the questions in my head. So, uh, I mean, is, is the goal to do this like in two years or can you continue forever? Or, I mean, really to build relationships and, you know, they say to build a, a strong relationship takes about three years. Sure. So,
1: so the, the organization that we had worked with, it's a two-year commitment and, and what we had noticed, we, we were there again for two and a half years, uh, as a team and, and the relationships that we built, we still maintain today, um, totally different experience, Um, I would love to say that like, and in that time we baptized 50 people, that would not be an accurate statement. Um, but the relationship connections were there. I was able to take a couple of, of young junior high age boys and mentor them and share the gospel with them a ton of times. And they never made a decision, but that seed's been planted a ton of times in in their lives. And and we were able to do that with some of our neighbors as well. And, and people who had been hurt by the church, give them an alternative view of what the church might look like. Mm -hmm. Um, the the two year time frame doesn't really work for church planting. Um, what we're doing right now is is we we've created this organization called Apartment uh, Two Four Seven Network, um, uh, named after Acts Two Forty Seven, uh, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And we want to we're we're going to partner with this organization. They have I've spoken with the CEO. It's all been approved. We are officially partnering with them to bring other couples alongside a team that they already have there or are going to put on a property. And it's going to be a church planting team, right? At least, sorry, at least three couples. I talk with my hands, but you can't (laughs) see that on a podcast. Um, At least three couples um, to move on, including the, the team that's there. And instead of saying, "Hey, we're going to reach you with the gospel," but then we're going to send you outside the walls of the community to go get discipled at a church, we're just going to do the discipleship there on on property.
2: So you plan to stay, for example, at this apartment complex for for longer than a couple of years?
1: Yeah, three three to five years, I think, is is what our goal is in terms of uh, when we ask someone to sign on with the.
2: Okay, so so do do you ra- do you raise support for this, or do you, or is this something where? Uh, you you have a a business on the side or you do something on the side or one of you is full time somewhere. And
1: so we're um, Kelly and I are bivocational. So I, I own my own business um, and Kelly actually works for the organization that we're partnering with. She trains all the new missionary teams that come in. Um, And what we're going to ask people to do is, is treat this like foreign missions. And so, yeah, you're gonna have to do one of two things: you're either gonna have to raise your own support if you want to do this full time, or you're you're gonna have to um, have have a job. And and this is what you do. But you're the idea is you're living on property, so you're living <laughs> this out. Now, where right?
2: where is the where is the head of this of this organization? I mean, is it here in the Dallas Fort Worth area? Is it in a different place? So,
1: yeah, the. Of, of which, of the, of the apartment, ministry. the ministry that we're partnering with. yeah, uh, They, yeah, their headquarters is here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It was started here in DFW. Okay,
2: so is it all over the United States or is it primarily? They
1: are. They are all over the, the United States. And actually, they're even in Europe now. They've got a couple properties that just opened up in Europe, and they have some in Canada. I think Toronto, Canada as well. Hmm. Wow. And so. I
2: mean, I, it really is a missions yeah. kind of thing.
1: They are, and they're they're really excited because they've been noticing this need to help disciple the people that they're sharing the gospel with, right? But a lot of times what happens is you share the gospel and then it's like, oh no, go over there for that, right? But a lot of times that falls flat. It falls flat. If if you're not so, partnered with the local church well, it makes well, it difficult. There's
2: the, there's the question. So how do you partner with the local church or do you? Uh,
1: so I'm never opposed to partnering with the local church. Um,
2: or how can the local church partner with you?
1: So we need... Uh, right now, we are in the in the process of putting together our core team. Um, and so if the local church knows of people that, oh, I know this family, this couple would be perfect for that. Mm-hmm. We would love to speak with them. Uh, that is one thing. But I know it's really hard as a local church to let go of your best and your brightest. But that's who we need on the front lines. We need your best and your brightest.
2: But can they still be... And, involved or, or would it be like your first experience?
1: I mean, they can be involved. The problem is that it feels like the church showing up in their white vans to help these poor people that live in apartment communities and then they get in their vans and they leave and, yeah. and it feels a little bit like, like a handout type of thing and less of Ah, oh, we're just showing up because we love being here and being a part of that.
2: Now we've we've had some alums who who have been in a ministry like this, and and in some cases, you know, it, it's absolutely phenomenal. In other cases, uh, you know, if if the apartment complex is a little shady, it can be a little
1: it can be, a little yeah, dangerous. Yeah, it can be. Um, typically, the lower income apartment communities are the ones that churches usually target. Um, they they're the one when in my experience in ministry uh, when you live in what we call B communities, so middle income, uh, type of communities, they're fairly nice. They're not high rise downtown Dallas, right? Uh, average, nice looking community in a neighborhood. Um, they get forgotten. They get driven by and, and nobody, everybody, Oh, those people are probably fine. And churches don't come to do ministry there ever. They might come and drop leaflets, right? They get in through the gate somehow and they drop <laughs> leaflets or somebody that goes to the church lives there. You
2: know, But I was preaching over in the Valley Ranch area for three years and man, did we do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, it just didn't seem to work. It, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. I mean, most people, I used to, there was a church that used to come do it at our apartment community and people would, you would just find them crumbled up. They would rip them off their door and not even walk inside. They would just, like, throw it on the ground outside their door. <laughs> um, and, I mean, you, it, whatever, you're, you're doing what you can. But the if the local church wants to partner with us, we would love for the local church to partner with us. Really what we would love for the local church to do is help take care of our missionaries that are there. Mm. Because it's, it's hard work, you know. Even though it's local missions and you get to... Maybe live in the same town that you grew up in and your parents live, you know, 10 miles down the street. Um, it's still hard. So so what makes it hard? Well, I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest that anytime you're trying to do front lines ministry, the enemy's not, not going to be happy. And I mean, we've seen so many times. I, I'm a volunteer chaplain for that, that organization, and I call and I pray for teams randomly. Um, they give me a list and I call them and man they just jobs get lost over and over again and it feels like at a at a different rate than it should happen Um, marriage troubles the enemy comes in and tries to divide Um, there's a team uh, COVID was really hard for apartment teams um, because everything shut down and, and if your whole thing is doing events to get people together and you can't do that, you know, as churches experienced, it's difficult. Um, so
2: when you're doing these events and things, do, do, do the apartment complex people, the managers go, Hey, what are you doing?
1: No, no. We, uh, like you're an official extension of the staff. And so the, the events that you're putting on are official events for the community. So you get to put up signs all around the community. Hey, barbecue from two to four this afternoon at the front pool. You know, free ribs. Who doesn't want free ribs, right? And and I the need, apartment community lets you put uh, calendars on doors, or they'll send out the eblast email to the all the whole community, letting people know about the event. These are a th- official community events. Okay, so
2: and at the events, uh, you, you can promote what you're doing.
1: Yes, and no. so as the team, you have to be careful because the events cannot be. This is why the organization doesn't want to be named because because of fair housing laws, you have to be very careful about putting on religious events. The apartment community cannot promote a political or religious view uh, at all.
2: But you can invite them to a gathering
1: or something. But we can invite people to a gathering. Yeah. So as so as a team, you connect with people. Right. And then the goal is kind of like to build off of those connections and and invite people to church or, or whatever the case may be. But if we're the church plant team, and we're not the... the now, the,
2: I have, have other groups like uh, cult groups, et cetera, have they thought about this as well? I have no
1: idea. I don't know. I, I know that in apartment... Okay, if in, you're a cult leader, delete go this. Go away. The, we don't want the, you delete, here. The, not this section. Um, a, The apartment ministry that we've worked with has worked with church planters before who've wanted to be a team. Uh. And use that as a springboard to plant a a church in the greater community, right? But when we talked about planting a church actually in the walls of an apartment, um, that was different. Ironically, one of their first properties, they planted a church in, like 20-something years ago. Mm. That church still exists today over in Irving, off of 183, and... The reason that they didn't do that is just they, they they put like three teams, I think, on property. But it just wasn't, from a business standpoint, viable. So they didn't do it anymore because trying to pay for three, nobody wanted to pay for three teams. And and we said, well, but it works. You have a viable church that, like, owns this community. How amazing is that? But the reality is it's only going to be done by people volunteering to do so. And, and a lot of times it's hard because you're talking about young families or, or people with kids who are older not buying a house, not living in a house, saying the next five years we're going to live in an apartment community and we're going to plant a church. And that's that that's a sacrifice, you know? I mean, it doesn't sound like much of a sacrifice if you're from a different part of the world. But over here, that's like the American dream, right? Own a home. And it's honestly it's something Kelly and I have had to struggle with and pray about. And we were going to buy a house last year and and God said no you're not. This is what you're going to do. And um uh, and we've been praying and pursuing him for th- for like 3 years on this exact thing. Um you had asked earlier how it started. I I went on a prayer walk on the Chisholm Trail in downtown Fort Worth and I um was walking on the trail and I found I saw all these apartments and I said, "God, how do we reach all these people in these apartment communities popping up everywhere Mm. and he said oh they are live amongst them that was like immediately the answer he gave me live live amongst them and so that's what we're going to do and that's what we're hoping to it's
2: kind of a Pauline approach man what a what an incredible story (laughs) well (laughs) it's great and and
0: the whole time I'm I'm reliving my entire rush experience because because this that that is exactly it And, and my, be missionaries. my initial goal was, well, I'm going to go over and I'm going to meet these people and I'm going to connect them with the existing churches in Moscow. Now, one may be 45 minutes away by subway, but there's a Christian church there. And no, they wanted to meet together because yeah. that's where the relationship was. And a lot of people in the apartment building that I was in started coming to Bible study. It just, yeah, it, it's just amazing the the same process... You know, and yeah. I felt, oh yeah, it's glorified over there in Russia, but you co- I mean, why
1: can't we do that here well, in Dallas, Texas? One statistic as to why this is done: ninety-five percent of people in the United States that live in apartment communities don't go to church anywhere. Yeah. Right. It's, it's I'm un- in an apartment now. In your in own the backyard. majority
0: of my people that 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 they don't leave on Sunday. Yeah. I know that. So, if people wanted to connect
1: with you to find out more about this, what where can they f- connect so with you? We're still working on getting all like the ministry emails and stuff up and running. So, right now they can just email me at my email. It's jared. at gmail.com, J a r e d. dot m and mary i l a m as and mary. I have to say the m and mary, mm-hmm. or people think it's an n. Yeah. Uh, at gmail.com Okay, uh, is is the best way. And to And your me.
0: your organization is Apartment Two Four Seven Network that Correct. you're doing. Okay. Yeah. Well done. Gosh. This that is, is so great. so incredible. Thank it's you guys excellent. for having me. <clears throat> so if you're interested in learning more about what Jared and Kelly are doing, you can reach him at that email address if you need more information about Dallas Christian College.
2: Or if they just want to encourage him.
0: Yes. Oh yeah. Do that if there's yeah. you know if, if you if them, you want to find out, them. yeah, Kelly partnering with, with them. Kelly or... is even better. He's right. <laughs> He's <very> right. <laughs> but thanks for, for kicking off this series. This is great. And for those of you who are Dallas Christian College alumni, we want to remind you that Homecoming this year is set for Friday and Saturday, October 15th and 16th. Uh, and we would love to have you uh, attend that and, and connect with a lot of your fellow classmates and and hear more of these type stories. But, Jared, thank you for taking time and thank being with us attitude. today. And pray that God continues to, uh, to push you and Kelly in the direction that he wants you to go. And you just you. keep doing what you're doing. Well thank done. You. Hey, thank you for joining us today for this episode of the Dallas Christian College Leadership Podcast. Pray that you have a great day. Take care and stay safe.